What's up, gifted family? Welcome to another episode of the show that is the GP YouTube. Just a reminder that if you support what we do here, make sure to go over to giftedperformance.com and sign up for our automated coaching service. For only a dollar a day, you'll get access to 15 highly customized training programs, a macronutrient calculator, our meal planning feature that lets you build and save meals based on your macros, as well as access to our private Facebook group. All subscriptions help us in continuing to put out great content to get you to your fitness goals. Thanks for stopping by, and without any further delay, let's get into today's video. Enjoy. Welcome back, guys. Another episode of the GPP, the Gift of Performance podcast, where we give you the knowledge and practical takeaways to improve your own general physical preparedness. Cam, do you feel generally physically prepared for this podcast? <laughs> I guess so, man. I don't know. Yeah. You look it. Yeah. Cam, I have an important question for you. Cam, what temperature do you keep your house at? Because you are always either <laughs> rocking no clothes or full hoodied up. Dude, so it depends on if Juliana's home because if she's here, it's, it's so cold inside. It's so like my nose it has to be. I lose circulation to my extremities whenever she's it's home. Crazy. And I think it's it's probably around like 67, 66. Bro, what is your electric bill? It was only 45 this month. What? Are you kidding? Yeah. yeah. Mine's at least 150 every month. Unbelievable. I got to get on that Georgia electric plan. How many square feet is your house? Where's your, what's your house? What's your address? What's your social security number? What's the last three, the pin on your debit card? Cam, go ahead and introduce our guest here. Tell us a little bit about the man on the other side of the camera. Man, where do I start? Um, so, Joe, him and I met, let's see, what was it? Two, two years ago, two years ago. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, I was prepping uh, Jeremy Sayers and went up to Michigan in Kalamazoo for a show. And Joe was there and him and I met briefly. We didn't really know each other at the time. Uh, Over time, we chatted a little bit more the following months, just back and forth on Instagram. Um, I think he was picking my brain. Yeah, he was picking my brain. That's about right. Yeah, then, immediately tried to scoop me. Then, uh, <laughs> we we ended up starting to work together. Um, over the time, you know, we we built a pretty solid friendship out of it. Um, the, a lot during that first year was um, us both being on Skype, him like asking questions and picking my brain on coaching stuff, which is in return helped him with some success that he's had with his online coaching. Um, we, we've had a couple shots at a contest prep within the past year and stuff like that. But I think, um, you know, one good one. (laughs) as you know, um, advanced as Joe's physique is, I think there were some things like mentally, just some maturity, um, that he had to get to before we, we are where we are now. Um, and so I think that's kind of been our downfall with some things in the past is just him not 
fully seeing things in the sport of bodybuilding for how they are just due to the fact that he hadn't been exposed to it for as long. Um, but I can say over the time of being his friend and, you know, coaching him for the last two years, he's been able to develop not only physically, but mainly uh, mentally really well over that time. So, Joe, give us a little bit of the, the things that Cam didn't cover. Who is who is the man behind Walks Wear? Were, were you always a really fitness-minded individual? Did you have other career aspirations before you kind of immersed yourself in fitness? Give us the story. Um, honestly, before I started, kind of, I started, I started kind of like fitness and bodybuilding. When I was like 15 years old. I was like tired of being skinny, so I started training, started adding weight, and I kind of liked it. So I did my first men's physique competition at 16. I kind of always loved the sport. Like I'm super competitive. So as I moved on throughout my career, I think I competed. I've competed in probably like five shows. I did a lot of this. I did at least like three shows from like when I was 16. So like 19, I was just like a machine gun. I loved prep. Like I would literally, I was a meal plan guy. I followed meal plan every day to eat the same thing all the time. And like life was easy back then. That's when I was, I mean, I was a teenager. So it's not like you don't have much responsibilities. But then when I hit 18, I mean, like that's when I was like, I, I didn't know what I want to do with my life because I was at home. I was like, dude, fitness, but I wasn't at the point where I was like making a living off it. I was not making really anything. I was like 18. So I decided to like follow my girlfriend, my ex-girlfriend in college. I went there and that's when I did my last show prep, which was the Arnold Classic 2019. And I ended up doing well there. I got fifth in my class when I was, I was 19 years old when I competed at the Arnold. So that was good. And like, I, that was when I was like, I was killing social media. That's when I almost got up to like 75 K followers. This was like two years ago. So it's like, I was coasting, but I'm like, I needed to get the hell out of Michigan. So I was at and college. That's, and I was I mean, um, we had, we had just crossed yeah. path at that, at that, at time. that show. Yeah. Cause he, he just saw my recent showing at the Arnold. So like me and Jeremy kind of knew each other online somehow. And that's how Cam met me and kind of, I was just traveling. I did a lot of fitness modeling and around then too. So I was always all over the place, but kind of now with Cam, we did, we were going to prep again, I think in 2020 for the Arnold classic and just mentally, I wasn't ready. Like I was just going through a lot of my life. I didn't know what I was doing at the moment. I was kind of just going with the flow. I used to do TikTok. TikTok was a big success for me as a big, of a joke it is i had like 1.3 million followers in five months on it dancing and shit and that that jet changed the game for me like i'm not getting tiktok really changed my life changed my finance changed changed my instagram like i gained 130k just from tiktok right to my instagram in that short time so i mean that it was just really good i just I, i've been like all over like the different part of the game like social media game i've been in it a long time like 18 i feel like i've just been doing this stuff for a long time so i'm I'm really smart with everything. I'm really smart with like AI, artificial intelligence, online marketing. I work with my graphic designer, videographer, web designer daily. We have a lot of plans. So I do a lot of stuff on the back end too, just because of the research and just doing it time after time again. So that's that's kind of what I like. So I have a really business savvy mindset. Like I'm always thinking about 10 years from now. Like I'm trying to set up the businesses day by day. And like with fitness, like, yeah, I have great genetics, but I mean, I, I could maybe I could be Mr. Olympia, you know, if I put in all the work to it. I think I could be a great bodybuilder. And that's why I'm working with Cam to make sure we get the job done that we know we're capable of. But I mean, I just want to grow everything that I want to do. I want to have my brands like JoeOxFitness.com, like my coaching. I want to have a thousand clients on top of a, a seven figure clothing brand. So I'm trying to just work everything together as I grow personally because I don't want anything to fall behind because if that's any advice I can give to people. 
I actually, someone asked me that say, what advice could I give someone like that I did wrong was one stay in my lane. Like, like I said, I've dabbled in every type of part of the industry. Like I've always had different visions, different goals. So I, I've completely restarted my Instagram with just like bodybuilding. This is me, coach, valuable. Just keep giving value to your people. So the things I wish I could have done was basically stay in my lane, do fitness, do coach, just let it. Even if you don't see progress for three years or five years with your business, it's going to happen. Like I know my friend and you guys all know him, Justin Mahaley. Um, he did, he never saw anything with this coaching business for like five years. And now look at it, he's 500 plus clients. They're killing it. It's a huge brand. So, I mean, that's, that's a goal of mine just to kind of tell people whatever you want to do, whether it gets likes or not, continue to do it because it's going to spark and work one day. And on top of that, um, start your businesses young. Like, like I said, I've been in the game a minute. Like, I know, know people know who I am. So it's like, if I would have started all this shit four years ago, I think it could be a, a complete different spot from where I am now. But who knows? I mean, I'm thankful for my past. Everything happened for a reason. But start, do everything you can now because engagement and growth comes in spurts. So you have to be ready to run with it. Uh, I know I talked a lot. Someone else talked. <laughs> Cam, let's hear about your TikTok growth plan. What's your what's your model from going to zero to one million followers on TikTok? No, dude, it's so it's funny because we had Shane Hunt, who's a powerlifter on the podcast last last month, and he was or last week, and he was like, "Yeah, he's like, no, I'm really starting to get into TikTok." He's like, he's like, I'm, you know, getting into like the, the the younger audience. And then he sent me a message of the day about his TikTok, and he was like, "Yo, like I recorded a video like where my girlfriend was dancing, and I was like flexing my pecs, and I got like." 1.7 million views on it and he's like i'll post a video where i do like a 900 pound deadlift and i'll get like 40 views on it tiktok is just <laughs> so, so funny like that it's so stupid it's just like I, I like i hate it like bro i swear to god like me watching it now i'm just like i hate that like i hate myself that i did that because i can't even imagine imagine looking in the camera like i'm not i'm not trying to put anyone down but i did it i understand what they're doing but <laughs> Imagine looking at the camera like this and trying to be pretty and sing like, <laughs> like that's literally what they do. Like imagine seeing people do that in public, like really into that shit, into the phone. That just hurt me it's right just, now. Yeah, I, I know. Just, uh, I curled up a little bit inside. I know. Oh my god. I gotta turn the air on more. Yeah, but no. You want to talk about bodybuilding, or you want to talk more about TikTok? Uh, bodybuilding school. <laughs> <laughs> so let's like, let's talk about those those last couple preps where things didn't kind of go all the way through or they weren't seen all the way through because I mean Cam would send me the progress pictures <clears throat> Joe, Joe was coming along really really well and then it would just kind of like fall apart a little bit there at the end. So what actually caused you guys to pull the plug on those previous preps? Uh, Cam, you mentioned a little bit mentality, a little bit like other engagements, other business engagements. Um, yeah, so I think with, with Joe, um, one, I think he just had a lot going on at the time in terms of with his own business and career and the way that things were on the upswing, um, you know, everything was, we, we were on track for everything to basically be, you know, as textbook perfect of a prep as it can be you know, I think we got to maybe a 10, 12 week out mark food was still super high. He wasn't doing cardio yet. Um, but in terms of his body comp and physique, we were right where we needed to be. So in terms of tools to keep digging him down, um, you know, they were plentiful to what we could work with. Um, but I think, yeah, I think in terms of everything that he had going on and, and with business and growth and, you know, at such an early age for him, um, 
I think at the time it was just really a lot to balance, especially as we were pressing into that point in a contest prep where things are going to be um, a little unsustainable if you're not prepared for it. Um, And so I I think with him, it was just a matter of he was really struggling, you know, feeling himself being tugged in two different ways where, you know, if if he wanted to go all into this contest prep, especially as, you know, a, a newer and younger athlete that hadn't been doing this for 10, 12 years where, you know, you've got a decade worth of experience in practice. Yeah. Um, it, it was just a lot of tugging and pulling him back and forth in both directions. Um, and I think at the time too, um, you know, with where his interests and business and everything, uh, was from there compared to now, I think, um, his Avenue, uh, and business wasn't as focused into bodybuilding as it is now. And I think he had had a physique that it was good enough for him to look at, to say like, okay, cool. Like with this business thing, like I don't need to keep getting leaner. I don't need to compete right now. I, I look good as I do. I look as good as I do now. And this, this could carry over and, you know, show fruition through uh, business. Um, and so I think that that was part of it. You know, there was a lot of traveling that you had going on and any, anybody that's a bodybuilder knows that being on contest prep and traveling and executing to action. Yeah. It takes a lot of practice and it's not easy to do even when you have the practice. Um, so I think that that might be where we kind of fell short. Um, I just think in terms of timing and stuff with life, it wasn't, it wasn't meant to be at that time. Joe, is that is that kind of how you feel about bodybuilding as a whole, as a sport? Bodybuilding is additive to your business instead of being your business. Because I think a lot of people go into bodybuilding, they're like, I'm going to be a bodybuilder and that's my job. Whereas what you're doing, the smarter way is like, I'm going to leverage my physique to build my business. Yeah. So honestly, like to be frankly honest, like I love bodybuilding. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a super competitive person. Like even if I wasn't competing, like I'm still trying to build my physique, but now like bodybuilding takes like obviously a different type of mental strength to be fully committed. Like some people and most bodybuilders, like the most best in the world, like they live for bodybuilding. Bodybuilding is their job. Like bodybuilding is a huge part of me, but I have, I feel like I have a lot of intelligence in elsewhere that I want to do in business that I want to bring up with bodybuilding. Like my physique, my look and everything I do, that's great. Like if I have it, why not do it? You know, like, like it's a building empire. It's like, if you can do every social media platform, why wouldn't you? If you have all these traits, you're versatile, can do it all, why wouldn't you? So that's why I'm saying bodybuilding, like I said, I have great genetics. I know I can use it very well to leverage my business because at the end of the day, I'm trying to set up my family in the long run in my life to make sure I live the life I want and do the things I dreamt of. So I wanted to I always have a clothing brand. I want to coach and help people along the way. But I'm just make sure I compete, too, because that's going to, like you talked about, leverage all my businesses. And that's kind of what went wrong in the past preps. Like, I was traveling, lots of stuff like that. And I was always business focused. I'm thinking about, like, it was bad because I'm telling you right now, like, I was controlled by money back then. Like, money was all on my mind. And that's that's what ruins you. I'm telling you, like, now I'm a completely changed person. I mean, I'm a grown adult. I have so much stuff. But, like, now I don't don't really have issues with any of this now because – I just take everything day by day. And if I'm full go, I'm going to be full going everything. Like with bodybuilding right now, everything's going the same speed. Nothing's going to be lacking. And I I think one thing now too, that's big for you is 
you know, obviously back then you were more so focused on the money and business side of things and didn't really care where bodybuilding went as long as you looked good. Um, but I think now what's going to be big is that you've established those business foundations and companies to a point Mm -hmm. where even, even if you're having to pull back on some of the work that you're doing, you've kind of set things up to still keep springing forward on its own. Um, and I think now it's really good in terms of, you know, if we're wanting to see you get on stage and finish this contest prep, I think, you know, you joining with revive and raw recently and being surrounded by a lot of those guys who are going through the same things, contest preps, athletes that are also business focused, you know, I think it's going to be really good for you to have that backbone and support as well. Um, yeah, but and with that, and like with that, I feel like now I know, like at this point in my career, I know like this is my job, like this is my purpose, like from God. So it's like literally everything I'm doing is like this is what I have to do. Like even even last week, I had a realization. I had a meeting with um, director of marketing and stuff like that, and we just went over all my business plans and like what we want to do. And like I just realized like what I'm gonna what like I'm gonna create my life out of is like being a coaching competitor and just being that fitness guy, like the fitness icon, like what you see, you know? So I realized like, I'm not going to do anything else. So I might as well do it right. Do it the best I possibly can and do it now day by day. And what's interesting interesting with Joe too, is most athletes that I coach, you know, we'll talk about these short-term goals and long-term goals as a competitor. But when I'm coaching Joe, we, we don't really look at long-term goals as a competitor, as something that's in discussion. We more so talk about, like, like let's say, for example, I have an athlete that we know at some point has the potential to turn pro. You know, like, I'm sure at some point there's been discussion of, like, yeah, let's get a pro card. You know, we'll take a long offseason, go for a pro. Like, we haven't really talked about that that much. You know, I think the thing is with Joe, I've, I've came to realize, too, And I've had to accept that, like, yo, this isn't regardless of how crazy his physique is, we're more so just trying to bring him to the stage to a point where, one, he's brought the best physique he ever looked, but also realized, like, okay, we're doing this to really kind of set your business up for you because we've talked and know, like, and you guys have seen it, how many people – that are definitely unqualified coaches, but just have a pro card, pick up a bunch of crazy looking athletes. And just because they have an IFBB pro card. And so over time, you know, through Joe and I talking and me truly having his uh, best interests at heart, you know, I've kind of told him like, yo, I'm not just pressing you to do a contest prep, like, so I can look good because you're going to look good. Like I'm pressing you to do it for your own, advantageous um you know my business and i think too with him as a coach you know him going through a contest prep getting to true stage lean it's going to help him reach a different level as a coach too being able to go through those things um himself because he's gotten on stage and looked good before but we've got a little bit extra that we got to cover with ground in terms of leanness and stuff that he hasn't been before. Um, yeah, we're going skeleton. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, just getting to that stage and, you know, bringing a good physique, whether you get a pro card or not, that in itself is going to bring a lot of business and help. Grow. And the content, I'm telling you, that's out there. We're full gun. <laughs> they ain't ready. We're full gun already. <laughs> yeah. 
it's crazy. And I'm sure, I'm sure you see it. And I talk to my clients about this all the time. It's like having that content where you are lean, where you do look your best is just this absolute hockey stick on your business and on your, it's like off season business is good. As soon as you're prep lean, you feel like shit. You don't want to handle all the new business. doesn't matter. Here comes all this new business your way. Seriously. And that's not, that's what I'm taking advantage of it. Like I have, I already have like, cause that's what I say. Me and Cameron, like we don't, we don't really plan like that far out. We kind of plan a little bit of advance. We kind of just take it day by day. Cause I mean, like, you know, we're that's not guaranteed tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. That's all I can handle. Like Cameron, I'm like, don't even tell me next week. Tell me when <laughs> fucking I need to know. And that that's something that's been huge too with coaching Joe. And I, because I know with him, his, his biggest downfall is just age and lack of experience in the sport, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's just something that you have to be aware of as a coach, knowing like, okay, like, yeah, sure, the dude's got like a crazy physique, but I also have to keep in mind here, like, I'm working with like a 20, 21-year-old at the same time that hasn't been doing this for years and years and years in the sport. And so the way that I have to structure his contest preps and, you know, these improvement seasons is always just telling him like little short-term goals of something that's coming up. Like, uh, for example, with this contest prep, um, you know, we were going to have about, uh, I think it was maybe four phases. There were like uh, like six to eight weeks where we had just finished at the top of his off season. We were kind of just going to hold and maintain for a little bit and get healthy before starting his prep. And after talking with him, we came to realize and I came to realize, like, I know Joe as a person and. I don't I think mentally he might burn himself out or go in a wrong direction if we're just trying to hold and maintain. And I know him. It's like we need to cover some ground with whatever we're doing with the time that we have. So that's one thing, you know, we're starting out his contest prep instead of kind of just maintaining for a little bit. We're just slowly working him down and then going to pull back a little bit later um, to uh, to hold that whenever he's at a leaner weight um, before things get too aggressive and unsustainable to maintain. Um, but a lot of it with him is, you know, if we, to pull this thing off, I basically have to psychologically manipulate Joe <laughs> in a way that's going to uh, keep. Yeah. You got to think about it. It's like with everything I got going on, it's like, I, yeah, I, like I said, we love bodybuilding, but I'm like, if I got to do this shit, I'm like, I'm looking at camera. I'm like, you gotta be here, man. <laughs> I tell Cameron, I'm like, I'm a little bit more needy than any other client, but I'm like, you gotta do this shit, don't we? <laughs> yeah. So, so before we actually talk about the contest prep that's currently going on, we've seen the pictures, we've seen the recomp, they've been featured on Joe's page, Cam's page, Sulios, Bodybuilders Without Borders. Everybody has posted them. The recomp from this off season. What were what were the big things that you guys changed this off season? The things that you implemented, training, nutrition. What was it that you really changed? I I can tell before he talks. It's just like I'm telling you, when I say I'm a whole new person. Like, even Cameron can like, like, I stuck to the plan every single day. I don't think I ever, like, I would never say I fucked up in offseason. Like, I was I was as perfect as I really could be. And I've never done that in my life. Like, I tell my clients, too, 
like when it comes to dieting and like paying your dues to truly like live a healthy and balanced lifestyle, like say you come out of a cutting phase, like you're going to have to work your food up. Like that's going to be the harder phase, like post-show rebound. Like that's the harder phase that matters to get you to the point where you can actually enjoy your life. So, I mean, that's what we did. I just stuck to the plan. I mean, and that's like put us in such a good position, but Cameron, I mean, get into more detail about it. But for me, I executed the plan in it. That's what happened. <laughs> and it, it's funny too. It's funny too. And I, I guess Joe could consider himself lucky that we became good friends over the years. Um, because what I'm, do you mean by that? Well, I've been able to see him grow as as a human and as an athlete in terms of mentally. And there's but how many times has there been something where we have a plan, we're going after it and then things fall off and I tell you why or, you know, I'm like, we should have done what I, what I told you we should have done. There's been just so many like I told you so moments and what it what it really boiled down to is whenever he was into um, a lot of his modeling and everything like that, or when we first met, he had just finished a long contest prep. He, he would just, he holds body fat really well. So he, he can let that body fat climb and climb and climb and still <laughs> look good until he hits a point where we wake up and we're just like, yo, we're a slob. So I'm like, I look, I'm pissed. So <laughs> we would, we would always have these periods where, you know, as being a, a fitness model, you kind of have to hold a leaner look year round. And I think he had come to realize over time, like, you know, this lifestyle is really hard. <laughs> um, and so we would have all these periods where he would diet and then burn out and then just blow up and we'd have to go back and fix all these things. And I told him, I was like, look, man, what we need is we need a period where we have you know, maybe four to six months where we're not focused on being crazy lean. You need to let me work your food up over time. Just stay patient with it. And you'll hit a point where you've got a good body comp and you really don't care that much about food because your food gets so high and you haven't been in a diet for so long. And so amazing. this point in this past October, when we really kind of sat down and like, okay, let, let's create a game plan. This has been the first time in two years that he actually went through with it and stuck it out, followed it, you know, I think, yeah, we were in that kind (laughs) of like improvement phase for like, I think it was 16 weeks long and I've got the numbers here now. Um, yeah. And he came from like an untrained state as well. Um, so he was like around 241, uh, eating around like 3,300 calories a day and got up to around like 256. Um, and was just shy of like, 5,000 calories a day. Um, so with activity, you know, fairly moderate to low. Um, and it just got to a point where, you know, I I don't think he was as food focused all the time. You know, he was very comfortable with things. He still looked good and just got to a point where he kind of realized like, yo, like this doesn't have to be as crazy as it's always been for myself going back and forth because in reality, you kind of just over time, we're just yo-yo dieting. You know what I mean? You never took that time to like intentionally hold body weight, work calories up and just kind of learn to be a little okay with not being crazy lean 24 seven. 
because that that first time whenever you came out of a show and I was I was trying to help you work your food up and maintain and you were like oh I'm getting huge I'm getting juicy and I was like all right you're looking good just hold it down be careful this man worked up 218 to 270 within like three months three or four months I was and big as fuck it was so big um and then he was like the whole time up until he got to about 270 and realized what have i done he would just be like it's all good g i'm getting juicy i look huge and i'm like oh bro (laughs) bro even i was with pros and stuff like i went to a jed north shoot in canada everyone's like tell me i'm huge and i'm like i look like a water balloon (laughs) what the hell do you mean (laughs) yeah oh my god but he so that's pretty uh that, that's pretty game-changing advice right there and i think that you know everyone can really take like a take that's a good takeaway right there maybe that's what we'll name the podcast is just follow trial and error the plan yeah. when you've yeah. got a plan you just have to follow it now that's interesting that's, that's fun and i i knew he was struggling with it too because he well, I knew that in his head, he knew like, oh, Cameron was right. I got to listen to him because we, we've gone these periods where I'd go to check in with him, check his sheets. Nothing would be filled out. And I'd be like, OK, Dude, this is uncomfortable. I, was young. I would be he like, was getting young. juicy. Just let I'll, the man get juicy. I would be like trying to hit him up. Cheesecake factory twice a week. <laughs> like we'd be dieting. And I guess he would forget that he has me added on Snapchat and I would see his stories and I'd screenshot it and be like, bro, two slices of what are you doing? cheesecake factory and a burger and fries by the beach in Miami is not on your meal plan. Yeah. I'd be He's like, like he'll, he texts me, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> I wouldn't hear back from him. And then he'd end up contacting me. But at the same time, too, like I said, um, in terms of what and I was joking, but saying like Joe's lucky we're friends at the same time, like I understood kind of what he was going through and stuff like that. And I realized that he was growing in terms of business and stuff. Um, and so it, I, I can always be happy to sit back and say like, OK, you know, we're not chasing bodybuilding goals right now. But as a friend, like the dude's moving forward in his life. So I was I understood and I just kind of sat back and sat patient. And I was like, if I've told him these things over and over again, he's just going to keep seeing the same negative outcome. And one day he's going to be like, yeah. You know what? We even took a break from speaking to each other. Yeah. Me and Cameron went like four months, I think, like without even speaking to each other. Because they got like we'd almost kind of blow up on one another. And yeah, we get like brothers, like where you get fucking pissed and you guys just start young. Like, because when I I swear, when I was young and like I was in that mindset, I'm like 19. And I'm like, I was thinking in my head, I'm getting pissed. This motherfucker is always telling me what to do. I would do what I want. (laughs) And you got to think like, imagine trying to teach this stuff to, to like a 19 year old who has at the point genetics that were just too good for his own good has like over a thousand (laughs) followers on Instagram is making the money he wants. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to get my point across to this 19 year old. Just dropped out of college reckless as hell. Like there were so many times I was like, man, if he had like shitty genetics and a shitty physique, he would totally be able to follow through with this. But he looks too good to be able to just get by by stuff. And I think I think over time being surrounded by better athletes where elite genetics is just a given at that point at that level. 
I think Joe's starting to realize and kind of see things um, more in the bodybuilding world of what kind of freaks and animals are out there. And that really he's just one of them. And we've got to find our way to, you know, set himself apart from everybody else that does have those same level genetics. Yeah, I just feel bad for anyone we're going to have to take out. <laughs> uh, what speaking else? of people that you're taking out, what uh, what shows and dates are we currently looking at? Is this are we keeping this close to the chest? Are we not telling anybody? What's what's the deal? No, here? I want I want everyone to know who's showing up. We're doing USA's in July. That's the main event. But we're gonna have to requalify, so I have to do a local show. But I mean, yeah, I want I want it to be the hardest show possible. So I mean, whoever's watching, I mean, bring everybody. I'm doing, yeah. we're, we're doing. I mean, we're doing a whole business shebang. Waxware is going to have a booth there. We're doing the whole thing, so it's going to be a. It's going to be a movie. So I'm doing Cameron. <laughs> we're committing. Cameron's going to be. We're going to make Cameron. A, I want Cameron to be the star. Cameron <laughs> needs to be the star. I'm going to be hiding in the back, probably unshaved face, some hair sticking up, looking all weird. Nah. With your head uh, I know, With right? Head but I think. Yeah, yeah. What's the plan, Cam? Uh, USA's is what we had set out for. Um, we're going to have to check health and everything like that in about four weeks. Um, I assume everything's going to come back just getting like his regular, you know, kind of check up with blood work just as any athlete should to make sure things are okay. Um, so, you know, once... Once we get that done, we fully have a green light in terms of timeline. Um, but in a perfect world, um, shooting for USA's, which is July 31st. Um, and then in terms of a qualifier, we're just kind of going to pick one as we get closer. Um, you know, I, I don't think he's going to have any trouble qualifying for a show at all. Um, so I want to I do want to win it. I want to win yeah. it. <laughs> well, I want to I want to sit and get closer. Um when we get closer to that show, I want to actually gain something from the qualifier. So I want to make sure that he's lean enough that I'm able to see response better um, and actually learn from it whenever we do this qualifier together, because that will be our first show together and first time peaking him. That's um, crazy. So I, I think anywhere within probably six to three weeks out from USA's, we'll be able to find a good qualifier for him. Um, and yeah, we're just going to kind of let that one happen. Yeah. We go because I know with Joe, I know with Joe, one thing that I'll have to be careful about is uh, getting him too lean too early. Uh, because I don't want to push his mental point to a, a breaking point too early on, but still finding that middle ground where things are optimal and keeping us on track, but not getting too greedy with just making him lean early just because I can. Because uh, I think at the end of the day, that raises a high chance and kind of sabotaging the rest of the contest prep. Um, I think in the waking up feeling crispy. Yeah. I mean, in the future, I think that's something that we'll be able to do. I think we just need a little bit more practice and you getting some more experience under your belt. We're just trying to make it. Yeah, that, that's it. Yeah. Trying let's, to make let's it. first go around. We're just trying to make it, guys. We're just trying to make it there. <laughs> kind of like the third go around. But, you know, literally, if, if I show up, I'm proud, man. I did it finally. <laughs> I haven't done this in like two and a half years. And I'm like, and I'm already thinking about it. I'm like, I'll be fine. I'll do it. But I'm like, I need another two years after this time. 
I've got him. Uh, I've got him contacted and linked oh. with Kenny Wallach too. So he's gonna start posing with Kenny soon. So I think uh, just having all those people that are invested in him and supporting him and stuff is gonna be a big, big help too. Yeah, and I'm in too deep now to fail. <laughs> I can't yeah. dip anytime definitely, soon. Definitely a mega puss if you pull out of this one. <laughs> I would never. <laughs> Cam, Cam, do you feel more confident with that kind of transition period between shows now that we've kind of talked with like people like Lyle, people like Broderick, people like Cliff Wilson? Because like I know you had like a little bit of like trepidation, a little bit of confusion coming out of like Jarek's show, kind of in between his shows. Do you feel a little bit more comfortable now with that bridging period on like what the strategy should be? In terms of like pulling somebody out of a show and like maybe reverse dieting to the next, yep. like yeah, um, for sure. Um, you know, with Jarek, I learned he was so lean for the Chicago show that having another show seven weeks later is a long time Damn. to try and maintain that. Um, but I think the main thing with Joe is, you know, obviously we've got to make weight for the qualifier, but I'm expecting still to gain an extra little couple percent in terms of improvements from his qualifier to the, uh, the national show, because I, I know Joe, we can't bring him in a hundred percent peeled for the qualifier and try and hold that for, you know, four to six weeks. It's, it's going to be tough on him. Um, and I know too, as Joe's coach and somebody that's known him for two years, it's going to be really tough to tell Joe, like, we're just going to reverse diet and hold this for the next four to six weeks or whatever. I need to give him something that he's going to visually see he's improving with um, and keep chasing after to keep him hungry for that pro qualifier. Um, But yeah, no, I mean, I definitely learned from that one last year in terms of how far away shows need to be and deciding direction of plan dependent on how how long that time frame is <laughs> so from Joe, from your standpoint, the prep has been going pretty well so far, you would say, right? Yeah, it's not bad at all. <clears throat> so I guess I in terms of day by day now. In terms of what's been different this go around outside of kind of like how you've streamlined all of your business endeavors, you're not traveling as much for fitness modeling, that kind of stuff. What 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 really has changed from previous attempts at getting on stage? What has made this process uh, just a little bit easier? Not having Cam be so I, annoying. No, honestly, <laughs> you guys don't think I'm crazy, but like I really swear, like swear my whole life, like God, I do. I went, to, I started going to church more. Like God has literally changed my life. Faith has literally changed my life, like forever. Like I don't think I'd be able to do anything that I've accomplished in these past six months if like I didn't hit the point where I'm like, I need to change my life. So it's like, it's just crazy. I'm actually getting baptized to you. So I know I swear, guys, it's like, guys, yeah. But uh, um, I'm going to get baptized soon on Good Friday, too, just to let you guys know. But um, no, seriously, God has changed my life. I don't think I just take it day by day. I, I live in the moment. Like, I've never lived in the present moment ever before. I was just thinking about the future. I always had so many, like, thoughts going through my head. And just now, like, I just appreciate everyone and every single thing i have like it's just like i'll stop it right now it's just like i just try to do everything i possibly can with the business it's like why not it's like no matter what nothing's gonna happen like i'll never go broke everyone's rich we're all rich we're all gonna be fine no matter what like i don't fear anything no I, you maybe sound crazy but like i have faith nothing's ever gonna be an issue i can do anything i can literally 
like the like the Bible is, I can do anything through Christ who strengthens me. So it's like I have no issues now because I know I can do it. It's no yeah for anything. I will say too, just like again, being your friend and by your side since I remember you started going to church like every Sunday and continue to, and I can tell the way that you carry yourself. It, over the last two years, you've changed so much, you know, and it, it's funny because whenever you were the most focused about money, you know, I feel like that's when you were really you weren't ever struggling. But yeah, that's my lowest. Yeah. Whenever you were really focused about money, you know, I could tell that's when your maturity, your um, I guess just approach with things was so spontaneous, but never long term. And now I feel like whenever you're not as focused about it, you know, your business is doing the best it's ever been now. And I can tell like yeah. a friend, you know, how you communicate with me, um, you know, your relationship with Nicole, how well that's going, like everything's just really kind of improved in your life. And, and, been and yeah, solid. And everything like that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't lie. Like, like, I just really be honest. Like, you can't do something. Communicate like I like I'm a big believer in communication. Like with my clients, everyone, if I can't do something, I'm going to tell you. Like I'm not going to lie. So it's just like being honest and upfront with people. I mean, that's just gonna that's gonna change the game for everyone in general. Like there's no point to be fake. Like we'll just be be completely honest. Say what you need to do. And I mean, no one no one could ever be mad at you for being honest to their face. One other person come on the podcast and attribute her success to her faith and talk about how her faith grounded her. Do you remember who it was? Tasha, right? Nope. No? Nope. Pro card. Pro card winner. Echo. Echo. Yeah. So good precedent. So following those footsteps, yeah. No, seriously. I owe it all. (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy. So, Joe, to play us out here, one, I want to know, Post show, where are you headed? Is it the Cheesecake Factory or have you Cheesecake <laughs> Factory we're going out? To Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're for sure going to. I think we're going to take a trip. Okay. <laughs> if, yeah, if we if we go pro, which I'm not tweaking about because I know it's going to happen. It's already a done deal. I already talked to him. It was already good. Um, I already talked to uh, the judges. <laughs> yeah, we're for sure getting Cheesecake Factory, and then. We might as well go clubbing because I don't do that shit. I only do it if like we're celebrating with like a group of friends. So yeah, we'll go to the club and then I'm trying to go to Tulum for like two weeks, like two weeks and just chill. I told Joe I was like, if we make it through this prep, I will I will hand feed you cheesecake while I am starving. <laughs> I will not eat all day long and I will hand feed you until you can't eat anymore before I eat. <laughs> like, like your little baby like, bird. It's something that we thought was impossible. <laughs> like j- just getting him just to show up. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I don't know what I'm going to look like. We have no idea. No, no idea. Probably I think it'll be good. You got you got Cam leading the way. You got Cam drawing the map. I think it'll kind of. I think it'll turn out all right. Maybe a skeleton somewhere. But we've got to get him down from like two fifty two. We have to get his official height on him, and hope that they officially height him correctly at the show. But his cap is going to either be two twelve or two twenty, and he's sitting about two fifty three right now. Two fifty this morning, and I'm looking. Oh, you better get tall. I better get tall. <laughs> um, Ryan, if that qualifier, if if they hide him at, you know, whatever, you can get them to sign off on that and take it to nationals, right? You should be able to. So we did that for Anthony. 
and the guy was like, I'm going to let it slide and like use this. But so the guy was like pretty wishy-washy about it. He was like, yeah, this works, but also I'm going to let you slide. So he kind of he kind of like told him both things. He's like, yeah, you have it signed. It's good, but I'm going to let you go. So I would definitely try and get it signed off in the height at the qualifier and try and bring that with you just in case you kind of get heighted a little shorter than it. And video too. All right, y'all. Or it's going to be, yeah. Or it's going to be, Cam's going to throw you in the shower sauna and it's going to be a long, long day. But what we do know is that he will be peeled (laughs) if he, if he competes in classic. (laughs) Peeled, might have to be in a wheelchair. You might have to wheel him up there and then stand him up and then prop him up and put him in the poses. In my opinion, 235, I'm peeled. I don't even know how we're going to get down to 212. Or two twenty. <laughs> Even that. Like, like, where? Where is it coming from? We'll be able to get like cam comes to play. We'll be able to get like five to seven percent of water off of you in your body weight. Yeah. So we just gotta figure out the official height because that eight pounds is a big gap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gifted performance do not endorse water weight cuts greater than five percent as they can be deleterious to your health and cause death <laughs> disclaimer disclaimer yeah. there it is cam there's your disclaimer all right but in in like serious talk what uh what plans what projects are you working on anything you want to announce plug that you got that you're working on that's going to be uh really big for you this year um for me personally i mean i just um signed with um revive and raw nutrition so for me me and my girlfriend we're going to be actually moving down to stewart to be at the headquarters to be uh with the team kind of on a daily basis just be around everyone kind of be there for revive kind of get a lot of content work with them more and then help that hopefully helps my career a lot and um kind of my really main goals is to expand my coaching business and walks where both to a very significant level and i really just want to work with that so like right now with walks where we're working on contracts so we're going to be signing a lot of athletes this year a lot of ambassadors so we're going to be doing a lot of big stuff with that really expanding it like everything's going to be full-blown so i want to have booths at any shows that we compete at kind of just take youtube to the next level because i've always been slacking with youtube but i have an audience i know i know i should be doing it but it's just that next level of making sure i get it done but yeah sponsors really make sure we grow that and just personally focusing on my own businesses and taking them to the level that i know they can be at and just seeing the true potential come to life have you spent a lot of time in Stewart? It's real nice. Stewart's like 40 minutes away from me. Yeah. Yeah. I was just there all, I was just there 12 for 12 days. Like I got home a few days ago and then I was there a week before too for another seven days. So I, I've been there almost the whole month. Joe, Joe's, been, Joe's been trying to push me to move down there too. So everybody, right, so you gotta, you have to, it's the greatest state of all of them. Out of there's 50, there is only one at the top and it's Florida. Seriously, Cam, <laughs> Cam, Cam, you're blowing it. You are blowing it. But I understand. Yeah, I understand. Well, Lisa's up in September, so hashtag Good Dad Cam, staying around. You know, <laughs> close to the kid. Yeah. We love you, Cam. All right, Cam. Anything you want to circle back to? Mention again? Questions you want to ask? Are you pretty content with the discussion as it stands? 
no, I'm I'm pretty content with it. I think uh, this is something that we want to try and do like every four weeks, and Week. you know, oh, I think shit, okay. every four weeks <laughs> or so, so or however frequent you want. Um, but I think it, at least every four weeks, and we'll be able to get more into numbers and stuff like on the next one and break down each of the four weeks as we go through it. Be able to plug in photos, show numbers, and stuff like that. He actually. Two days ago was his first day that I started actually doing his training programming and design. So this past whole improvement season, he's just kind of been going off of what he feels like he should be doing for the day, not logging stuff down. So now actually going into having guided training where everything is being monitored, fatigues being controlled, volumes controlled. Um, it's going to be super neat to see how he progresses with that and opens up his mind to training like an athlete and not just a bodybuilder that's going in working off of passion to the moon this man this man's going to the moon <laughs> all right folks thanks for coming by thanks for watching we will see you on the next one like comment subscribe all that youtube shit that they talk about because the algorithm what does it do it stays fucking your boy <laughs> we'll see you on the next episode and as always guys stay gifted Thank <laughs> you.